Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're glad you've joined us. I'm your host, Jonathan Darty. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries. Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. There's one simple starting point for men who want to work on emotional development. Practice sadness. This may be overly simple, even simplistic, but after engaging with hundreds of men for over 30 years, counselor Stephen Cervantes has discovered that most men hate dealing with sadness. They don't know how to practice sadness. Most men think emotions are messy. They hate when women cry. They think sadness is sloppy, crazy, an unnecessary emotion. Most men are good at positive emotions such as fun, play, laughter, and pleasure. They're not so good at disappointment and sadness. In this episode, we explore the issue of sadness in men and how men can better practice sadness well. We unpack the impact of fathers in training their sons to avoid or ignore sadness. And finally, we help men see sadness as an asset to growth and maturity rather than a liability. For additional resources for men and emotional growth, visit BeBroken.com or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Now, let's dive into today's conversation. Well, hey, Stephen. How are you doing today? I am well, blessed, and glad to be here. Well, good. Well, we're going to just dive right into uh, the issue of sadness. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah, oh. I need to have a, <laughs> a terrible joke on the front end of that. But There you go. I um, wish I had a good sad joke. It, this may sound weird, but I'm actually excited to talk about this, which that may be like an oxymoron to be excited about talking about sadness. Mm-hmm. But I, the reason I think I'm looking forward to this conversation is because of what you've brought here. Uh, it's so relevant for men, but it's also one of those things that can often be so confusing or so scary mm-hmm. for guys to really dive into. Because I think even nice. as soon as a guy even hears sadness, the word, oh, it's like, I think two things happen. One, it's like, okay, I actually have experienced that, but I don't know what to do about it. That's good. You know, so yeah. can you tell us what what brought on this reason that you wanted to talk so, about sadness? I don't know. I talked to a lot of guys. I have a lot of fun. It's just fun to muck around in people's lives and poke around. Why do you do that? Why do you believe that? What, what drives you to do that? It's just fun. And uh, <clears throat> I look for themes as I'm going along. And so I'm going to take a side trip here for a moment because working with addicts in a group, I learned they don't know how to rest very well. Mm. They're busy. They're going. They're doing. They're distracting themselves, and uh, and running away. They got a moment to rest. They run away to something. They're alone in a hotel room. They run away. <laughs> they just don't know how to rest. So so that's one big issue that when you're working with addicts, you got to know that. And number two, they don't know how to do sadness very well. Mm. You could almost substitute those two. Oh no, you're sad. I don't want to. You know, oh, well, it, it's a big mess here. What, what, what are you sad about? And it's like, I got to go in there. It's scary in there. Your sadness. Well, it almost seems like as you're saying that, I think, I know for me personally, I can move really quickly from, from sadness to, to anger. Ooh. Because I, as soon as you started saying, so, so why are you sad? What, I thought, I don't know, you know, it's making me mad that I don't know why I'm sad, you know, or I can't talk about it. I don't have the language for it sometimes, you know. Good. So I think there is sort of this this uh, mix 
Good. I'm, I'm making notes just to explore with you anger. Okay. Yeah. If we if we have time at the end, this would be a good just discussion of sharing ourselves here. So <clears throat> I had this thought that if you wanted, everybody says uh, you need to work on emotional growth and emotional development. You know, it's like okay, tell a guy, hey, work on emotional development. Like it's like. Like hey, he wouldn't know what that means, yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, why don't you study the stars, okay? <laughs> Just study the stars. It's easy. Just go study the stars. Emotional development. What the heck are you talking about? Where, where do you start? And everything emotional just floods up. Well, what? You, you're telling me what's wrong with me? You, you say I have a weakness. I have a blind spot. What do you mean emotional? Well, what do you What do you want? What do you want? You know, and so it's like, I think, what's the doorway or what's the simplest thing? What's the starting place? Hmm. And it's sadness. Hmm. You want to work on emotional development? You want the greatest gain and the greatest impact? Work on sadness. Because remember, we don't practice rest and we don't know sadness. Hmm. Right? What are you thinking? Well, I, I mean, I have questions about that for one thing. So, go, but I want to hear them. Well, but I think you know one of the things you've taught me over the years sometime is to sit for a bit, to sit yeah. in things for a bit. So I'm trying to kind of process that a little bit and think, okay, if the doorway to understanding your emotions is sadness, what might that indicate? Might it indicate that 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 might be one of the most core human emotions? that we feel in other words can you find a person on the planet that says i've never experienced sadness because right. sadness has to do with loss or disappointment or you know um yes. something that you couldn't understand and big squishy messy sloppy things right disappointment and pain and struggle so i might be oversimplifying this but I'm a real simple guy, and things just have to make sense. If they don't make sense, then, you know, I'm lost. Right. And why are you saying pull on the tail and instead of look at the head? And, you know, why are we back here in the back part of the? Why aren't we out front looking at, at this? And I think sadness is one of those get out front things. Mm. So it might be overly simple, and other people might say, no, you got to do five things. Okay, fine. This is me. This is my thoughts. Well, this and, program is a lot about what I think. Well, keep in mind, we're talking about, we're, we're honing in on one thing. Mm -hmm. So if we've already established something about this one thing is that it's not isolated from other emotions. It's like it's, they're intertwined. But I think what I hear you saying is we're trying to, to focus on what what is sadness and how do you deal with it and how does it help us enter into a deeper understanding of ourselves, especially as men, because this is an That's area right. that we really don't understand. Right, because we've overdeveloped part of ourselves, right? We're talking to a lot of people who have some addiction. I mean, mm -hmm. almost everybody has some addiction. Of some kind, if yeah. If you think about it, I was even thinking about this week. I like noise and entertainment. And so I'll just turn the TV on and I'll flip around to some old Western. Or, uh, this, is, this makes me hokey, but I even like... Oh, what are the Hallmark movies? The, the relationship, you know. <laughs> That's transparency I'll, there, Steve. And then I'll, I'll, I was watching the football game last night. And I was watching the Sci-Fi Channel. When the game got slow, I flipped over to the storyline, you know, and then I flipped back. I don't know, maybe. But, uh, but, but I like entertainment. And it's like, you have to be careful. There's so much great entertainment. Mm. You could just lose yourself in entertainment. 
And you look up one day and it's like, is that a little compulsion? You're becoming a little addicted to noise all the time and mm-hmm. entertainment all the time. So, so sadness uh, is important because it confuses most men. And I'll just tell you something. Most men haven't done their own grief work. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They haven't gone into their own sadness. So every time you get sad, it invites me to go into sadness. But I don't go into sadness, okay? Mm-hmm. So stop it, and we'll be just so. Fine. So would it be fair to say that then a lot of men are carrying just multiple layers of sadness that have never been resolved through grieving? Mm, that's good. And maybe is that a, could that be a reason? And I could be wrong here, but could that be a reason also that when any of that sadness gets poked? There could be an angry response. There could be a, a frustrated true. response because it's like, I got thousands of layers of sadness here. I've never grieved. Well, but but when you say angry, it it it, it could be a weakness too, right? Mm-hmm. That if you're not good at something, nobody wants their weakness paraded around, right? It becomes irritating. It's like, well, just put that down. Why you put that in my face kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So, so there's several reasons we might get angry, but, but the, your point is well said. All of our traumas and all of our sadnesses and all of our grieving, most of us haven't done our work. Yeah. There's, you know, I was talking to this guy and he said, well, I didn't know that all the sadness and the trauma shaped my life. Mm. It, this, the bad things that happened to me made me take a turn in my belief system and say terrible things to myself. But I didn't ever grieve it. I've never been sad for me. Hmm. Well, that means I haven't done my work. I don't know my story. I haven't gone back and looked at it. And a lot of guys go, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Right. So sadness is sloppy. It's full of pain and disappointment. And when a woman cries, it's like a guy goes, oh, no, this is that sloppy. What am I supposed to do? I haven't done my work, and she wants to be good with her and her work. No, I get irritated, right? And I get angry. I start to squirm. You see guys just fidgeting. It's like, well, what do you mean to do? What do you mean to do? Tell me what to do. Yeah. No, no, I'm just feeling sadness. No, no, well, what do you want? Why are you telling me this? I'm lost. What do you think? Amen. <laughs> I, I have felt that more times than I can count, actually. And and I think, um, you know, one of the other things that I think you're touching on here is uh, that we, as men, a lot of times, when, like you said, when we get confused about something or when it's a, one of our weaknesses that we don't necessarily know how to develop, yeah. we, we are much more prone to just ignore it, deny it, hide it. Yes. Think about how how much that actually then plays into mm. one of the reasons that guys escape in porn or they escape in some kind of sexual fantasy is because in that, can't there be a regaining of a sense of, I know what to do here. I know I have control. I have a... And comfort. Does that make sense? And yeah. comfort. And getting away from, mm-hmm. right? That's what that's all about. Run away. Don't live well with yourself or in yourself or know yourself. Run away. That's what addicts do. They get a quiet moment. You want me to be with me? Right, no, no, yeah. no, no. I'm going to go over there to be entertained and distracted. I'm not going to do that. So so a guy thinks, man, emotions are sloppy. They're crazy. 
They're, they're unnecessary, right? This sadness stuff. Why do you want to do it? Why don't we just talk about fun and play and laughter and pleasure, all the fun things? You know, let's just talk about those things today. Why do we have to talk about disappointment and sadness? And so why do we have to talk about <laughs> that? Because I think, you know, I, I don't I don't think there is probably anybody listening that says, I don't know what you're talking about, about sadness. I don't know. I mean, I think everybody has felt that emotion. Um, but the reason they're listening is, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to talk about that. I don't know how to respond when my wife says, how are you feeling? And it's sadness. And I'm if I say the word, I don't know what to say after that. Ooh, that's In other words, good. if I if I actually respond honestly and say I'm feeling sad, and she says, "Well, tell me about it." That's all I know. A but then, okay, this because, is good. Let's go with that because it, wouldn't you say you're sad if you back it up? It's because there's been a disappointment, something, some kind of loss, a loss. So we could either that. That's the question. What's the loss, or what's the disappointment? Because mm -hmm. something didn't happen. We're sad. When things go well, we're happy, and when they don't go well, we're sick, somebody let us down, we're disappointed, we're not appreciated at work, we, we did this great thing and nobody noticed, and where's the disappointment, mm -hmm. right? And so, so sadness is a way to work through our disappointments. Yeah. Okay. Now, I just want to, I want to pause on that for just a second because I think what you just said, it's easy to sort of just fly over. Okay. Um, but I think it can be extremely liberating for a lot of men who are listening right now. Okay. Sadness is the way that we work through our disappointments. How much, how much of a better framework is that for understanding sadness than us saying what we normally say, which is, I'm sad and I don't know what to do about it. Oh, good. You're framing it in a way that says, you know what? It's a valid emotion, mm -hmm. and it actually has a purpose. Good. Think about how much, I mean, as men, we love that, right? Mm -hmm. Something has to have meaning. We've we got to understand it. We've got we to gotta say, is this, is this a, I mean, think of it this way. Um, you know, we, of, we often talk in our ministry about helping guys get, you know, more tools in their tool belt, right? Right. Well, what if we said sadness is a tool? Can, can, is that yes. fair to say yes, that? Yes, absolutely. That absolutely. So maybe we don't have to be as afraid yeah. of the emotion of sadness if we realize, oh, you know what? This is a this is a mechanism that God has placed in my being that can actually help me move to another place to help me move through disappointment. Good. So then I would back up disappointments, and I would say, okay, tell me five disappointments, because. Am I going to know the exact one? Right, right. Right. Like I got this conversation all in my head. Let me just roll it out. No, no. So then you bet. It's, if it's sadness and disappointments, what are they? Mm -hmm. Right. And so what comes to mind? If you had to come up with five disappointments, either you or your wife, just things you've heard. You Go wherever you want to go with that. Oh, my goodness. So there could be so many. I mean, I think the first thing that I go to is just um, family. Okay. Right. Yeah. And man, being a being a parent, not not disappointment in my kids, but maybe disappointment that an opportunity that they had didn't come through. Right. Or, so you agree uh, I'm with sad them. for yeah, them, or that's good. man, they tried yes. out for this, or they wanted to do that and they didn't make it, or yeah. 
I feel sadness in that. So that's a disappointment. Good. So so I'll do one and you do one, then I'll do one. So my back has been bothering me lately. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the heck? Am I getting old or something? Why, why that sharp pain there? And it's like, that's a disappointment. That's a frustration. Mm-hmm. That's a sadness that my body is changing. And something that didn't happen before is happening now. Right? Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, finances. You know, oh man, we were hoping to be able to get such and such and it didn't work out. And I'm disappointed because we just didn't have the money to do it. Is it? I'd love to be able to do X, Y, or Z and it costs such and such and we can't do it. You know, there's yes. a disappointment. So mine is I took my car in Monday morning to get a little gasket replaced on a timing chain pan that had to be was leaking. I'm Thursday at 5.45, they called me and said, oh, the gasket finally came in. We'll get your car to you on Friday afternoon. It's like, what? You know? Yeah. Can't you move me up? Can't? Why? And they said, no, short supply. It's like, (laughs) you know. So we all carry these disappointments in us. And if we can express them, when you tuck something out, half of the power of it goes away. Mm-hmm. So when I say it, then I have clarity about what it is. And then it helps free me and lighten me up. And what we don't realize is that is what our wives are doing. They're venting off their disappointment. Yeah. But here's what happens when a guy hears a wife going to disappointment. He starts to get scared because he goes, oh, no, she's disappointed. What's his first thought? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? (laughs) What did I I miss? How did I mess up? That disappointment's about me. It's coming at me sooner or later, Mm -hmm. right? And remember, she's cleaning herself off by throwing out her disappointments, right? And he is taking them in the gut on the other side going, was it me? Was it me? Was it me? So here's a little insight for a woman. If you want to vent a lot of disappointment, say first, this isn't about you, but could you just let me talk a minute and vent these things out? Then I get right out of the crosshairs and I can sit in the bleachers and and I could let you vent out your stuff. Right, yeah. Well, you say something. No, I love that. I love the idea of, of being, a, I love that uh, qualification. So if it, I think you just gave a great tip for being able to not uh, short circuit that process of talking that out because a lot of times what happens is as soon as that guy thinks, what did I do wrong? Guess what? We're not in a dialogue anymore because Mm -hmm. now both of us are in our kind of self-focused camps instead of going, okay, if either one of us, let's say has something that we need to, to, to get off of our chest, maybe that's a great little qualifier of saying, listen, I've got some things that I need to share. I'm not looking for a solution, but I need to just talk it out. Yeah. And it's not about you. It's not about so you, yeah. you, then I can just park and I can be useful. Now you have, you've listed on here, and I'd love for us to go through this. Yeah. So some of these kind of uh, unspoken training instructions that are about, about um, sadness that have maybe shaped some of these uh, unhealthy ways for guys to think about um, sadness. Maybe we got the cart before the horse. No, are we talking about? Talking about this here, these Oh, down there. No. Okay, let me jump. I got to make another point here. Okay. Okay. So, so then the question becomes: Look, we model our fathers, right? We walk with them and follow them around, and they train us. 
And if your dad never talked about disappointment, sadness, grief, and loss, there's a rule. It goes like this. Whatever your dad talks about, it's okay to talk about it. Mm. But if your dad never talks about it, please don't ask him about it. He doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Now, does that make sense? It makes sense. And you know where my mind immediately went to? Yeah. Think about all that God has talked about with us in his word. Mm. Keep going. So that idea is like, hey, if dad talks about it, it's okay to talk about it. Right. Hey, you know what? It's okay to talk about sex. It's okay to talk about sin. It's okay to talk about mm. our brokenness. It's, it's okay yes. to talk about repentance. It's okay to talk about... Right. I mean, think about all that God has talked with us about. Yeah. He's saying, hey, it's okay to talk about that. And yet think about, like you said, our human fathers. And I think every single one of us probably fairly quickly could make, a, make two lists on a page. One saying, these were the things that dad talked about. And then the other one is these are things dad didn't talk about. And I think immediately what you just said would come to light with any one of us. We'd say everything that's in the column that said this is what dad didn't talk about. I bet every single one of us would say, yeah, I struggle to talk about those things. Sex. Yeah. And dad never talked to me about sex. Yeah. Right? We don't talk about it. I don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. Got it? Sadness and disappointments and griefs. We don't slow down. Cut the grass. Paint the fence. Yeah. Put some oil on that door that's squeaking over there. Sweep the driveway. You know, mm -hmm. let's do stuff. And that's where some of these unspoken training instructions, I think, came from, too. Is that's like, exactly. Dad the, talks about some things, but the things that were omitted, I think we forget that the thing, even the things that were omitted are training us. Yes. Well, and, and there was this thought that came to me was... When a little girl falls down and cries, it's like, oh, we're so sorry. And, oh, yeah. and, and you know, let me comfort you. And, and you know, it's, you know, it's, she's a girl and she's expressing her emotions. Oh, and that's okay. But if a guy falls down, it's like, suck it up. Yeah. Suck it Stop up, buttercup. Get going. Yeah. Pull up your boots. What are you talking about? No pain, no gain. Right? The language is completely different. Mm -hmm. So even in that, we're trained, stuff all the emotional stuff. You're sad, we don't want to hear about it. You're in pain, we don't want to hear about it. Mm -hmm. Right? And remember the rule of addiction, uh, of addicted, no, the rule of dysfunctional families. Don't talk, don't think, right. don't feel, don't act, don't tell me what's going on. Because I don't want to hear your problems, I got plenty of my own. So that's sort of where we came from. So this first uh, kind of training that you you mentioned here was it's okay to be happy, but it's not okay to be sad, hurt, or disappointed. So there's this idea of like, again, certain emotions, oh, totally, we're going to celebrate those, we're going to yeah. affirm those in yeah. you. And and the thing is, I mean, I, I, would, I would be curious if we did a poll of mm -hmm. all of our list, all of our male listeners, um, if, if they were ever told as a child as a boy it's okay to be sad wow Love i wonder that. what the results would be in terms of the numbers of guys i would my dad never said it and i had four uncles not one of them ever told me that no pastor ever told me that I, most of the men would never say that had never said that to me and and then it's no wonder 
we don't know how to deal with our sadness. Yeah. Because we're going to stuff it. Because it's like if I if I believe it's not okay to be sad and I feel sad, I don't want to be not okay. Well, and the second point here on this list is dad gave us language for work and play and chores and doing but he gave us no language for grieving and disappointment and sadness mm. look we need language do you hear yourself a minute ago i'm sad i mean i'm mad i'm sad i'm mad i mean think about how sophisticated that language is right and i said hey disappointment you go oh wow that's a word i could use in a sentence What's the disappointment here now? The language is being created, right, right, right? That we can go into the sadness, right? So, but if dad didn't use that language, you think we learned it? Mm-hmm. No, we didn't hear it. We used the language that we heard growing up at home. And the thing is, I think this is a, another thing that comes into my mind about this is we have also, uh, even in the church, even in the way we think about family, is we have relegated certain roles for fathers Mm. and certain roles for mothers you know we never i've never heard it explicitly said even though i think it's absolutely scriptural that um fathers are also supposed to be emotional trainers of their children and we sort of abdicated that and said it's it's well that's all mother language that's all all the emotional (laughs) stuff that's moms but i think about how in in uh in deuteronomy when god talks about how he brought his people out of oh, Egypt. Yeah. And he said, I yeah. carried you like a father Ooh, carries a son. He was using very intimate, tender language of saying, hey, I carried you like a dad is supposed to carry his son close to him, protecting, yeah. you know, rescuing him. That's emotional language. And the whole idea, he, he was talking to the country of Israel, and he said, how I've longed to gather you like a mother gathers her chicks together. Mm-hmm. Just... Just be safe with me. I'll protect you. You know, I long to be that, he said. So some of these points are reviewing. Uh, so it's okay to be happy, but we don't want to hear about the pain and disappointment. One, you got to have language. And then number three, if dad says it, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm back this out from a church thought. If a leader talks about a topic, then it's okay for the congregation to talk. Yeah. But if a leader doesn't talk about it, if a leader never talks about sexual stuff, the people in the church won't talk about sexual stuff. And here I would even take it one step further. The way a mm. father or a leader talks about this stuff. Because again, yeah. dads may talk about sadness to their kids, but guess what? It's like, hey, get up. Don't cry. Right. Don't be sad. Yes. He's talking about sadness, but not in a healthy way. Right. So the same way a leader, how they talk about a certain subject. If, if a leader comes out and talks about sex and all it is is like hellfire, brimstone, and punishment, yeah. all, guess what? You're not going to feel safe right. to, to talk about sex. So, right. so I think it's both if they talk about it and also how they talk yeah. about it that yeah. makes a difference. Yep. So, uh, so if a girl falls down, she gets comforted. Yeah. But if a boy cries, a dad might say, hey, well, go see your mother. Go to your mother. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, I'm not going to mess with you crying. Go to your mother. Or he might say, don't be a sissy. Come on, man up. We, yeah. we don't do that. Well, and then also the next one is talking about that anger is strength. Okay. You know, think about that. Most men uh, have really been trained to think anger is fine to express. I mean, that's a manly emotion. Mm. And yet sadness is seen as weakness. 
Yes, yes. Like, it's not okay because it's weak. Um, but I like to remind people, mm. Jesus wept. Yes. He didn't just shed a, you know, a single tear. He he broke down and wept with the people who had lost their, their brother and relative Lazarus. So... Good. And if you don't know what else to do and you get confused about being, you know, lost in sadness or disappointment, the tendency is just fix something. Find something they're complaining about. Fix something. Then move the conversation along. You know, these are the struggles. You know what I tend to do? And, uh, you know, one of the things that always is a uh, sometimes a concern in the back of my mind about, you know, having done this podcast for so many years is when when we when i share something transparently i'm always afraid of like people thinking god is this guy has this guy grown at all like, is he <laughs> is he matured at all is he matured at all like he sa- still sounds like he has a lot of struggles in his life but um and hopefully there's a reality there that it's like it's ongoing and it's hard life it's like hard i've never done this before i'm doing the best i can but you know what one of my reactions to sadness is in yeah. terms of this this point of like do something i'll go water the plants Oh, there you go. I go Me. outside because I'm like, I, I, you know, I may still, I may be confused. It's like, I don't know, I don't know how to talk about this. I haven't pinpoint, pinpointed yeah. the disappointment or whatever. Good. So for me, kind of getting out in nature, getting outside sort of helps sort of oh, slow yeah, my that's thoughts. that's right. Yeah. But sometimes it's just, I don't want to deal with it if I'm honest. Mm. So go water the plants, you know. <laughs> that's good. But I hope when you're out there, you're saying, okay, this is one of those stressful things. I'm short on language, but I can grow. Well, I'm having an inner dialogue for sure. Good. But then I think you also should say, okay, what are my disappointments? You know, because I think other people trigger failure in us. Absolutely. Anybody disappointed yeah. and has pain, it's like, I want to show up and I want people to be happy that I'm there. Yeah. Right? But when they're not happy and they're telling me what's wrong and how bad this is and the weather's bad, the traffic's bad, the dog's bad, the kids are bad, the house is bad. It's like, hey, why Why are we going to have this conversation? Because all of a sudden, I'm feeling bad. Mm-hmm. So sometimes their disappointments can weigh on us, right? And this shows, I think this shows, again, we've done some other podcasts on core fear. Yes, right? yes. It shows how closely these can be tied, right? Yes. Because I, right. I can have a disappointment that makes me sad, but it might also at the same time be triggering that core fear that says I'm not enough. That's right. Exactly. You You got it. But if you stay in the disappointment mindset and say, okay, what are my disappointments right now? And what is she telling me her disappointments are? And if I go back and repeat her disappointments to her, then I'm in her sadness with her and she will thank me. Mm -hmm. Right? So finally, uh, the old rule is just keep everything inside. And we're learning today that's never been helpful. It's still not going to be helpful. You're going to have sadnesses. And if you just keep it all inside, you're just going to cork it up. And then anger's coming out. Yeah. Detachment's coming out. Well, you're not perfect either. Is come, you know, all the bad stuff's coming out. So I'm going to sort of wrap on that. How would you wrap up things? Yeah, I like what you said about um, about going back to sort of complete the conversation and enter into another person's sadness. I think that's something that often gets lost in this conversation because what do men typically do with anything in our lives, especially emotional things that we don't know what to do? We isolate ourselves, right? right? right. So I would end on that. I think it's really important that we remember sadness 
is a valid, good emotion. It's yes. actually a tool yes. that can help us to, to handle our disappointments. Absolutely. But hopefully what we will learn from that is to, to enter into relationship, to work through our sadness, rather than isolate ourselves and just stay sad or get worse or you know get depressed. Yeah, pray and ask God for wisdom, because I think this is really important. Work on rest and work on sadness. Yeah, a funky way to end. But hey, work on your sadness. Work on your sadness. Yay! Well, and we're here to help you, listeners. So if uh, you know we've only scratched the surface here, there's a lot more that we could talk about in terms of uh, dealing with sadness. If you'd like to uh, have us walk alongside with you in this and need more help in terms of navigating your sadness, please reach out to us. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.